0: Welcome to the podcast edition of Maximum Growth Live, the number one program for lawyers who want to grow their practices. Each week, our hosts, Seth Price and Jay Ruane tackle the fundamental questions about how to grow the profit and profitability of your law firm. To watch the program live, submit your questions and hear the latest episode. Tune in every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern on Facebook for our live show. Maximum Growth Live is a production of Maximum Lawyer Media. Hey there, everybody. Jay Ruane here. Welcome to another edition, the Thursday, June eighteenth version of Maximum Growth Live. I'm happy to be back with you. Got myself a little Corona cut. My wife broke out the clippers. I don't know which side looks better. I think this side looks better. Uh, you know, kind of new to us, still living this new normal. Uh, but uh, I, I, I had to get the, the hair. Just was was too was just too much. So uh, that was my exciting news for the week. My Corona Cut work. Seth, how are you doing this week?
1: We're, we're doing well. We've, we've had the Clippers uh, presented by the wife uh, already and excited for a great show and uh, headed off to the beach for a couple weeks working remotely, just getting a change of scenery.
0: Oh, nice. Where are you guys going to be heading to?
1: Uh, Outer Banks, Duck.
0: nice. Nice. I've always loved the times that I've been down in the Outer Banks, so that'll that'll be really great. So um, we've had a lot of stuff going on. You know, we just talked this uh, a couple days ago on the uh, uh, Lawyer Mastermind webinar that we do every week, uh, and there were some really good questions that came up uh, about directories. And I know we had talked last week about making this a directory-specific show. So uh, in our talking offside, I wanted to let all the people know out there, we're not bringing on a, a, a guest... A, a, uh, a special guest this week, we're going to really focus all about directories uh, and, and talk about them, talk about the value to your practice, how they can really help your practice grow from a digital footprint. Uh, and I think that's going to be something that's going to take up a lot of time. Uh, and of course, we're going to have Nalini with us uh, as we get into it, because I think it's important to bring somebody who's got that level of detailed knowledge uh, to it. Um, you know, Seth, tell me, um, when you started out, uh, practicing law and 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 really starting to build your digital footprint um, the landscape was totally different uh, you know we're talking 20, 20 years ago uh, and back then uh, directories were just sort of starting out now it seems that directories uh, are really sort of an established player in the uh, in the in the digital landscape um, so why don't you tell uh, everybody here so that we all have the same sort of base knowledge of what a directory is, tell them that, uh, explain what a directory is so that they can understand it and we move forward without sort of having a simple framework for understanding the context of our conversation today.
1: A- Absolutely. This, uh, this whole conversation is almost sentimental because I started the firm building, we got a website, great. Um, but in order to get it found, I knew that I needed to do something and directories were free. Many of them still are where I would Google legal directory and find dozens of places to list our firm name. Now, what are the benefits? So these are not your own website, but a third-party website. Many of us know the big, big name ones that didn't even exist when we started, like AVO and then Fine Law, and all sorts of name directories, Justia and Justia. One of the things that's significant, those are the big name ones, but there's a gazillion directories. Some are do not are not just exclusively legal, some have a section about law, um, some don't have a section at all, but they're for businesses in your area. And there are a lot of benefits for getting your firm listed in directories from an SEO point of view, which was what I started with and is still a, the epicenter of what I do for Price Benowitz and now what we do at Blue Shark with Nalini and the team there is One of the advantages is that assuming that it's not um, sort of a spammy directory, assuming it's one that passes what we call the laugh test, that, you know, it's a legitimate place to get a link from, that if you can get yourself in the directory, a link follows back to you. Now, understand that some of the paid directories, which is not necessarily allowed, like fine law, only give you the link if you're paying them sums of money there are a gazillion directories out there. Nalini, in a little bit, is going to talk about some of the third-party services that can do a bunch of those directory citations for you so that what I did by myself, sitting at my desk, typing Price Benowitz address, phone number, website, over and over again, there are now groups that will pre-populate dozens, if not hundreds of different directories, most of those are focused on local, trying to get your Google My Businesses show by getting NAP consistency, your name, address, and phone number, having that consistent with directories around the country or the world, all showing Google just like you want links pointing back to you, having your name, address, and phone number in directories crawled by Google shows that you are in places that are trustworthy and that building up a large number of those can help it be authoritative and is that extra component that is needed besides general SEO, which is content and links to put yourself into that three pack.
0: So really it's like if, you, if we go back and take some of the analogy of when there were four phone books going on, uh, the, the salesman would say, well, you want to be in all four phone books, right? You want to have your place everywhere. That's what these directories have now basically supplanted, right? Does that does that say make sense? Well,
1: yes, and I, I would put them in different categories. There are A directories, and we'll talk about this, that might actually get you cases. And then there are B directories that you're never getting a case from. Could you? Yeah, you could. Lightning could also strike you. But the idea being that it is an authoritative link to you and it is a NAP, a name, address, and a phone number that helps with your citation. Uh, it is a citation that basically helps Google see where you are and what you do. And so I think that it's very important when you think about it, you want to be able to get the large number of directories to be able to show Google where you are and who you are and what you do consistently. But then there are these sort of A directories that are both important because they have huge domain authorities, authority, but also they could be potentially an opportunity to get cases. Now, most of them have figured out, hey, if you really want to get cases in any meaningful number, you need to pay. But for people in smaller markets or doing an odd area of law, you can still get free traffic and free cases if you put yourself in some of the higher level directories that are shown. And as you know, when you do a Google search for whatever term you are looking for, particularly in the B2B space, B2C space, that not only is it hard to rank top but these directories are now taking up spots. So we have ads, we have three pack. Now we have two, three, four directories that you're fighting with. And so the question is, are you gonna join them and have a a position there, or do you wanna spend your resources fighting to get on top of them? And my answer is both. Figure out what is cost-effective Is there something, and it's harder and harder. We've talked about this a lot, uh, Jay, where we've seen directories that used to be performing great like Avvo, had a lot of trouble with the recent algorithm updates and the sale of their company. And then you have others that are doing well like super lawyers, but at the same time, the cost to be included, particularly at the top, is extremely high and you gotta figure out each time, do I wanna spend my money there where I will get some leads, presumably, or do I want to take that money and invest it in my own site because you have limited resources and how do you want to allocate that money?
0: Yeah, that's certainly something that I think becomes an issue because, you know, at the end of the day, if you have a 1000 or $10,000 that you're going to put into it, buying the directory listing is great. But people have to go through multiple clicks to get to, you know, to get to that directory listing and find you. And usually on those directories, you may be ranked with other lawyers that are competing with you. Whereas if you're well, putting it well, your own- at-
1: Right, no, no, exactly. But but I think that the one thing that is so powerful, I'm going to give a positive for directories, which is you're not making a lot of clicks. That when those directories come up, they're not bringing you to Justia.com. They're bringing you to criminal lawyers in your area of Connecticut. They're that savvy. So it's there. The question is, is that you know where you want to put your resources? And look for somebody like yourself that already has a dominant position. SEO wise and understands paid search, the answer is why not and measure it. But I, I got to tell you that just like lead gen, uh, which is where you basically give people money and you get X number of leads for X amount of money, these directories you know, are expensive. There are no guarantees. You're locked into contracts. So when cor- uh, Corona hit and if you're locked into a contract, you're paying month after month and there's nothing coming. So you know if traffic is down, they're still getting their money and you need to not just look at the home run month but what is that what is that money converting to over time so that if you have a spot in fine law and there are people i know who have sworn by that they've gotten value from it i think less and less that when you buy that spot you know making sure that you're tracking as best you can it's not perfect but are you getting any meaningful traffic slash revenue from that because if not, then you have to figure out, is that the best place to spend my money? At the same time, this is the piece where your head starts to explode. You bring Nalini in to sort of help us walk through this is there are, uh, there are times where the link from the super lawyers and or fine law can be powerful enough. And this is, this is where the sort of buying decision comes in. Sometimes there's an opportunity just to buy a cleaned up or premier profile that may not put you at the very top but at least gets you listed with a follow link um, and figuring out when do you want to spend money for the link juice for your own site's SEO and when do you want to really go all in and be one of three or six rotating top spots hoping that enough traffic comes through, sees you and converts it's not, I don't have a lot of perfect answers. A lot of it depends, but I think the more people are educated as to what they're getting, um, that that's really important. And I'll conclude with, there are sometimes opportunities where you don't, let's say it's the statewide Connecticut DUI listing is available. And you're like, you know what? I don't need that. I'm getting enough business for my pay-per-click, for my organic, for my three-pack, all of that, where you might find that if you're able to get just a tiny little town and list your get the office listed there where it's really inexpensive, 50 or $75 a month if those things even still exist, you may get the, the follow link from a fine law. And even though you know that New Canaan, Connecticut DUI lawyer is not going to get you meaningful traffic in the next 10 years, but that you're able to get the link for less because you really just want the link juice versus if you're saying, hey, I've expanded. I have some young attorneys. I want to really ramp up my marketing and get more meaningful traffic. That's where a statewide uh, deal might make sense with a super lawyers or otherwise. But those could be five hundred to a thousand dollars or more per month with no guarantee of what you're getting. And that's it's it's a tough decision to be made.
0: Yeah, that's you know that's you, you just gave us a ton of information there, and trying unpack it to unpack it is going to be uh, a bit of a challenge. What I'd love to do now is add Nalini to the call. I do have a question for you because you, you added something there, and I think Nalini might be in a good position to explain it to us. So let's bring Nalini in right now. Just give me a second here and call up her picture. Hey, there we go. And we're here with Nalini. Hey, Nalini, how are you doing this week?
2: Good, good. I was on mute there for a second. Okay, good. How's it going?
0: Good. So listen, Seth just said something, and I think we need to take a step back, uh, and maybe you can help us explain that. Twice in his diatribe that we just went through, um, <laughs> he talked about a follow link. And I don't know if everybody understands what a follow link is or a no follow link. So can you explain that to me like I'm a kindergartner uh, so I understand it? Um, because I think that's something that everybody needs to understand if we're going to start talking about directory. So what is a follow link? What's a no follow link? And why do those things matter?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So when you get a link or an endorsement from another website, that website has the choice of saying, hey, I want Google to read this link from my site as me giving endorsements to this other site. And by having it be a follow link, by me putting my coding in the back end to say, this is a follow link to Price Benowitz. I'm giving all this extra juice from my site to your site, right? If I am a a huge corporation, and, and this is where this really came from with this follow and no follow, let's say I'm Washington Post, and I don't want people to call me nonstop asking for them to, or asking me to put their, you know, a link to their site, to their organization, to their company on my website. I'm going to make it a, just a policy that I'm not going to give any follow links from my site, right? Just so that I'm not going to get all this spam coming at me. Um, so it's it was back in the day, just a choice that some organizations made so that they wouldn't get all that spam coming to them. Like uh, Wikipedia, yeah. Yep, exactly, exactly. Um, and so, and they also made themselves seem like these really authoritative, awesome websites because they weren't out there selling themselves. They weren't selling their juice to other people through backlinks, right? So that's where it started where the developer of the website that is linking to you can, in the coding, literally write follow or no follow so that when the bot reads that link, it understands what it is. So, follow, you get juice. No follow was. Very questionable, one that you didn't get juice. So okay. why even try for no followings,
0: right? So, so that's not something that the consumer sees, right? That's just something that the the Google bot or whatever the computer algorithm well, is that's reading the site can can uh, sees.
2: You can see, it, and that's how we, as you know, SEO folks, can actually tell. If we look at the source code, and that gets into all this like technical stuff. But if we look at the coding behind a page, we're able to see if it says follow or no follow. That's how we know should we build this link because we want juice, or is this a link that is still valuable on something like Wikipedia or Washington Post, so that maybe in the future, just having your name out there as a linkless mention, it could matter, right? Um, but the real question and the thing that I always debate with people on is, well, why even try for nofollow links then if, if you get no juice, right? What's the point? And one, um, it's still name recognition out there. And I think for the future, if we see that linkless mentions become a thing, meaning it's not actually hyperlinked, but the Googlebot is sophisticated enough to see your brand and say, oh, this site is endorsing your brand, then that's a good reason to put it on a nofollow website, right? A second is if you put a good enough piece of content out there, Let's say that you were um, writing a guest post and you put it on a site, and it is no follow. But that piece is so good that other people want to share it. They may take that information, put it on their profiles or their mom blogs, and then it becomes follow because in their coding on their site, they're not making that tag say no follow, right? So it's it's kind of like putting information out there is still valuable because it can get picked up. Um, and then as as recent as just the end of last year. Google said, okay, well this follow no follow is having people do certain things when they're trying to build links, right? And so what we wanna do is we want to take away this idea of no follow and they changed their no follow idea into a couple of different new things. So there's new ways to tag some of these backlinks such as this is a guest post. I am letting you know that someone has written content for my website. It's a guest post. It's no longer saying no follow, um, but we still don't know if it's giving so much juice either. But there's a couple of different tags like that so that it's, it's all sorts of different things. But at the end of the day, it's up to the discretion of website owner as to whether they're going to pass that juice or not. But you never want to stop getting your name out there because that is always going to be helpful in the future.
1: And I'll go a step further. Uh, Nalini was just talking about some of the new tags that are available, but let's focus on the follow and no follow. Google has always been very cagey about what they're actually doing with a no follow. And that it's, it's not that the Google knows where that is going and how it fits in. So things like Wikipedia links while still no follow and Huffington Post primarily went no follow. These are powerful places and we, anecdotally have seen that these are things that you want to have and there's almost like you would see like a Talmudic scholar talking about it. There is lots of sort of tea leaf reading within Google. Nobody knows exactly how the algorithm works, but to ignore, you know, to to sort of poo-poo a nofollow link from these hyper-powerful places does not seem like a good idea. We still want those and put effort into getting them. Gotcha. Absolutely.
0: All right. So good. So, so I wanted sort of, to, that explains sort of the follow no follow thing. Um, Seth, why don't you you had something you wanted to talk? Yeah, about? Yeah. So basically, I wanted
1: Nalini to talk a little bit about. So when I started this gig, you know, dozen plus years ago, I would sit there and have to sit at my computer to find dozens of directories that I wanted to submit to, and I'd find it. I literally every couple weeks I'd go through and do a you know legal directories, find whatever had popped up ones I had never seen before, but it's not that difficult anymore. There are ways for people to get a corpus of directories quickly and relatively inexpensively. Can you talk a little bit about what are the best practices for those?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So whenever someone sees an issue, there's an opportunity for business, right? So many of you have heard of Moz, many of you have heard of Yext, Bright Local. These are companies that are literally doing exactly what Seth said. They have taken the top 50, top 100, 150 citation sites, directory sites, and Google has said, yeah, we think those are important. And they have created an algorithm, they've created a machine, a program where you can literally type in your name, your address, your phone number one time, and it will kick out to all of those directories. So, overnight, within 24 hours, you'll have a listing on these sites. And then, over the course of a week or two, they start to get verified because it does take a little bit of time sometimes for these individual websites to do that. A lot of time, Bright Local and Yex will also do the support part of this as well. So, if you have, you know, you've changed your brand or you've changed your address and you need to update, um, you can go in and again, just simply put in your new address in that one feed and it will kick overnight to all of these directories for you, as opposed to, you know, how Seth said, um, he had to sit there and he had to go in and log into every single website, and then deal with the people who are saying, oh no, we can't actually change who the address is. You know, our citation site's only a year old, we don't have all those capabilities. It was just it was just a crazy show at the time. Um, but yeah, these programs are good. They're all in different levels too. So. We have often said, you know, if you are a solo firm and you want to do this in-house and do something easy, um, Yext was the the front runner for a long time. Um, Moz, I personally, well,
1: and, and the thing about Yext, which was always dangerous, was it was suppression, which meant that if it sto- if you stop paying them, all your the information that they were pushing out would disappear, which is not ideal.
2: Right, absolutely, right. Because um, then you would have to go back in and do the manual work that Seth was talking about to to pick up where you left off. Um, but as as we've seen, these companies grow. Just my personal opinion, you know, Yext is a little bit more expensive. It has the same features, in my opinion, that Moz has. Moz is even a little bit more uh, user friendly. So if you are going to do this yourself, or you have an intern, a fifteen year old, sixteen year old that's helping you with this, Moz is very user friendly. It's a hundred dollars a year compared to I think Yext is. Still, you know, over a hundred dollars a month, essentially, or close to that per location, um, and they're they're adding review platforms and they're adding a lot of things to become more robust, and so the price is going to continue to go up. And then you have this Bright Local, which is um, has come out of the woodworks uh, recently, probably in the last year, and they have become an awesome platform that I would say agencies are using. Um, it does have a lot of robust programs and things that you don't need as an individual lawyer who's just trying to get through citations, right? Um, the, the deeper things that you can use there is we can actually reverse engineer your competitors and see all of the directories they're on side by side so that we can go and build those for you. But those are not things that you're necessarily going to sit there and do once a week, right? You just need to have your things correct, the citations consistent, and you can do that with Moz. Um, and, but yeah. and, but
1: there's also one thing that I, I that's important to note, which is they, those services are great for the masses, but for the VIP ones, like, uh, like Yelp or not that it's a uh, four square it used to be a big deal. When you see those, there are a number like top 10, would you have to go back by hand? And don't forget to do that because they're doing the 90% that are second tier, but the top, top ones, they push to it, but generally you have to go yourself even when using those groups and log in by hand to the top directories that don't allow them just to push up, where the lesser directory very often there's an API that they that they've created that goes directly in and allows them to adjust those listings. The top ones don't have that same relationship with them for the most part.
2: And even with that, you know, talking about that, you get the name, the address, the phone number that's going to go directly in with the API. But what about your photo? What about, you know, um, additional categories? What about all these extra fields that you have the opportunity to fill in? On these directory listings that are not done by Moz or Yext, right? And a, a really cool bonus thing here is um, I think Seth mentioned that you want this link from the directory listing, but in some of these sites, there's actually a separate section where you can put another link. So you can say, here's my home page, because that, that's what has to go in the website field. But in the About Me section, you can say, I handle car accident law. Lo- I don't handle car accident lawyers, car accident cases. Um, and you can link to that, right? And you can do any kind of thing that is your, your bread and butter cases. Um, so I kind of like that idea that you actually go back and look at some of those more important tier one um, directories. And that's kind of where Seth has this, this distinction too. Here's all these directories that you need, but here are the ones that are extra special and or have paid components, right? So that's a whole nother side of citations.
1: And, you know, there's the paid part of them, but there's also, look, something like a Yelp, unless there's a paid player in your space. If you curate your reviews and build it out and make it look good, there are definitely people that make money, particularly people who don't want to invest in um, the paid directory. You can get meaningful traffic off of these more substantial tier one directories. Some are impossible, like a fine law. I just don't see that happening without paying. But a number of them, if you take advantage of the bells and whistles, you may be the first on a rotating basis, the first person below the paid results. And if there are no paid results, you could be, you have the opportunity for a lot of eyeballs. You might as well have some sweat equity in and try to build up those platforms as best you can.
2: And the one thing I think, you know, talking about the history of citations and why they even mattered was Back when Google had the three pack, but didn't have as many fields on your Google My Business, right? Not as many data points to collect information on how consumers are engaging with your Google My Business through posts and through the services you offer and all these different buttons and gadgets I can click on, uploading photos, right? The one of the main factors in figuring out who was gonna be in that three pack was determined by who had the most consistent directory listings because it was one of their only things they had. And so people understood the importance of it back then the the folks who have been doing seo for as long as seth has he understands the importance of these because he saw it in a different light in the past those are still very important in that even if it's not the only factor and it's a smaller factor now right because google has all these new fields on the google my business itself it is foundational it's almost as important as you're saying technical is important to your website because you can put great content on your site, but if the Googlebot doesn't understand what that content says, what's the point? So you can put all this great energy and reviews and all this stuff into your Google My Business, but if you don't have your foundation of your citations together, what are you even doing? So it's kind of still important in that light if you think about it that way.
0: Lots of stuff going on here. So one of the things that we did last week is we asked for questions about directories uh, from our audience. And we got a couple of questions, and I don't want to not answer them. So, right now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring up the question that we got uh, from one of our viewers, Justin. Uh, and Justin's question is this Hi, Seth. Hi, Jay. Love the show. My question's a pretty simple one Associates come, associates go. Does it make sense to maximize their AVO with your sweat? If they're going to roll out potentially and become a competitor later on, okay. So that's a great question from Justin uh, Seth. Why don't I throw to you because um, you've had associates come and go uh, over the time? What is your position on on building out uh, profiles for associates?
1: You know, it's a it's a great question. I don't. I think the answer, like many things, depends. But what what I'll say is, in one sense, I always think of CLES. You know, um, you know why should you send your associates to CLE? They they might leave, but what's worse is you don't send them and they might stay. And <laughs> so I, you know, I, I look at it that way. Um, the uh, at the moment. Google My Business is really the only directory that I'm worried about somebody competing with me, competing against me with. And so that the Avo itself, which has taken a, a hit of late, to me, I want my the attorneys representing us and anybody who's Googling and doing some dig digging deep, I want my people at a 10. And that's something that we we've prided ourselves on is making sure that we, even if it's a junior associate, that we go and dig enough into their bios and get enough positive points to the Avo algorithm to make sure that the attorneys present well publicly. So to me, I think on balance, you build them up. Uh, if so, you know somebody's walking out the door, obviously different. But on, on somebody's first week at the firm, I want them to be as close to a 10 on Avo as possible. And Nalini's actually put some great collateral material together to help people figure out how to do that more easily.
2: Happy to share that. The other thing, yeah, so do Why don't we
0: put that down in the, in the comment section? I'll link to, uh, for that, Nalini, uh, so people can get that guide to uh, building out your Avvo profile.
2: I'll definitely do that. The other thing I want to um, add to what Seth had said, there's a little quick tip. So if you have multiple locations, right, so you're you're optimizing for three different cities, one of the ways to use your associates to your benefit with the SEO and help them as well is to build out more directories using different NAPs, different name, address, phone number. So you as your, you know, the managing partner, main location, that's what's going to be built out on your directories. When you build out associate number two or partner number two, make sure to get um different information on there. So put your secondary location as the name, address, phone number on that build out. Don't keep building out with the same location. That way you're building juice to all of your Google My Businesses. Um, and obviously prioritizing them from if you're very concerned that people are going to leave you, then take your take your A game players, right? The people who've been around for a while and build them out first.
1: Because that would answer Justin's question, which is with Google, I think the bar is it's it's a more serious move and that you want to not think somebody who you're not sure about. As Nalini just said, that Google, you should save for people that are most likely to be with you for the foreseeable future. Whereas an Avo, to me, you want that as a trust factor while they're with you. Um, and that, you know, I, again, I, have seen it and, uh, Justin, I felt the pain when I've done something and built people a beautiful social platform and they leave, that's part of the game and almost a parting gift when somebody leaves the firm.
2: And part of it too, right, Seth, is that if you build out all of these lawyer profiles for somebody, it's associated with the firm and it's associated with your logins. At the end of the day, you can update that to your newest associate. That's not something that necessarily goes with them like a Google My Business um, and I'll, I'll leave right.
1: just the, the Justin question with a funny sort of tidbit. Agree, but if somebody's leaving to compete with you, they're going to take all the profiles and move them and, and deal with them. What I have found is if you look historically, we've had a lot of people leave us to go to the government, to go uh, do some uh, something else in life. And many of those profiles and links are still linking back to our website. So I think on balance, we've probably done better. I'm always amazed how many people don't update their LinkedIn. Uh, you know, and, and the number of people whose profiles are out there. So I think that while, yes, if somebody is going to become maniacal and go after you, you know, you're, you're giving them a, a push in the right direction. I think on balance, my attitude is make sure it's a great team, because if you get the mo- if you're as successful as you can and can pay somebody as much as possible, you have the best chance of retaining them for as long as possible. And that, that to me is a better move.
0: You know, it's interesting that uh, you guys talk about this. You know, I've had some associates leave and, and, and they've set up to compete with me. Uh, and it has had the situation where uh, somebody has come in and said, well, you know, I talked to your former associate uh, who, you know, has an AVO rating of 10 and you have an AVO rating of 10. Why should I hire you? You're three times the cost. And I tell them very simply, you know, they, they're absolutely right. I, I taught them everything that they know. Uh, I didn't teach them everything that I know. Uh, And so that's where we can separate my firm and my practice from the other people who've left. So then it just comes down to salesmanship. We have another question here. uh, So I'm going to bring in uh, the next question, uh, and it's going to be from John Drap. Hey, Jay and Seth. My question is from the perspective of links: is there any benefit to going with a paid directory listing instead of sticking with a free one? Thanks, guys. Wow, you know, that's a really inter- interesting question from John. Seth, do you have any uh, input on, on that question?
1: Well, I guess paying the directory. First, the question is, is there possibility of meaningful traffic, of lead generation from it? That's the first thing. The second question is, is it possible to get the link without paying? Because if not, then you're actually getting that follow Again, it may violate Google's terms of service, but a lot of directories don't care. The third point is where is the placement on the page? There are some directories that will have a couple hundred different uh, profiles on a page. And if you pay or if you have some sort of partnership with that organization, you'll be higher up. And that is a debated point within SEOs, whether having one of the top couple of links on a page is significantly better than just being on the page. Nalini, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Yes, absolutely. So there is such a thing as, as, and this has been, like you said, it's back and forth, there's no right or wrong answer. Um, But not only where the placement of the link is on the page, so we say if it's higher on the page, then the bot is reading your link first and foremost, and you're going to get more juice. But there's also this idea of, how many links are on that page. If you have 40 links coming from one page, that page gets a little diluted and it starts to be someone who's endorsing everybody, right? Not just a couple of people. Um, so that both of those kind of tie in together. And I think you're absolutely right that um, a lot of people do still, and I, I haven't really looked at the research myself or seen people's research that is convincing enough to me to say that you know having your link at the bottom of a page versus the top of a page gives it more juice or less juice, but I've definitely heard that and it makes sense. Right.
1: And the the final component, why somebody would pay, and we talked about this, whether it's a Yelp or an Avvo, paying something usually around $50 a month for a listing will very often not get you, you know, you're already getting a link, let's say, but it'll clear away your competitors, give you a more robust profile. And I think that's where it's a combination of lead gen, although it's kind of hard, so it's not that much money, but are you really going to get anything if you're not at the top? Um, but figuring out, for example, with an AVO, some people use that as a touch point. So they may find you in one other place and then look to see your AVO profile. And that's one where it's a defensive payment where you want to try to make sure that if somebody likes you, you know, and they're checking you out that you have the most impressive profile as a trust point. And that's where that lower dollar may pay off on a limited basis to clean some of that up.
0: Great. Okay, so I got a question for the two of you uh, before we wrap up because we're, we're we're nearing the end of our time here. So I'm I'm a solo, you know I'm like I'm like Chris from last week, right? I just I just sort of opened my shingle. Um, resources are limited, uh, and I have a couple of different ways to go. Number one, I could go with a service like Moz or Yes, you know. So that's one thing. Second thing I could do is I could um, build them all myself uh, and just sit down on a on a Saturday afternoon with a with a uh, you know, with a nice tall glass of cold milk and, 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 and fill all those things out. There are companies like White Spark, I'm sure that you're aware of, um, that yep. can actually manually build things for you. There's the option of having a virtual assistant do it. Uh, you could go on to a company like Yext and, and see the services, that, the, 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 the directories that they will sync you with uh, and then have somebody manually do it. What do you think is the best act and the best use of money um, you know, depending on where you are in your practice. I mean, say uh, you're a brand new right. solo. What do you do? Say if you've been out for a couple of years, you're making a little money and you want to get more robust. What do you do in that situation? Because we have a, a wide variety of people in our audience. Uh, and, and I think giving them some guidance might help.
1: Right, I, I think the first thing you do is, assuming you do it yourself, is grab a Moz, get whatever you can afford. That is just such a valuable piece, and that the time could be better spent. In fact, use the time that you would have spent building nonsense directories that those ones will help get you to to focus on those top ten. Whether whether you do it yourself or with a VA, you know, whichever whatever you can get to where somebody meaningfully is going to do it. But to me, those direct those those groups are great first steps. I know there was a long time where I said, for us as high-end SEOs, I always wanted to like, we want to do it ourselves. And we started building out staff. What I found was these third-party services and pick which one you feel is right at your price point, give you such an amazing place to start that not to do it is just a a missed opportunity. The resources could be used used elsewhere. If you have a virtual assistant, once you've done that and you've built out your VIP ones and you have all the ones that that third-party group is going to get for you, having somebody go back and tweak and add photos and do those things, great. That's part B, but the bang for the buck using one of those different organizations off the bat is tremendous on so many different levels. I can't think of a better way to start if you have limited resources. Awesome. Nalini, I- I'm assuming
2: you concur? Yeah, I concur. But I add one thing, too. We talked a lot about how important it is for your citation to be consistent. The name, address, and phone number should match exactly. But there's also, if you are not brand new, you mentioned different um, you know, walks of life in terms of how long you've had your practice while you're watching this. If you have had addresses in the past and you have moved or you have rebranded, then there's always the opportunity for you to have duplicate profiles out there and that causes a lot of confusion for Google. So if you're building these out by hand for whatever reason, you know you don't have the resources to to pull the trigger on one of these programs, then I would first always make sure that that listing doesn't exist already, and make sure you're updating it instead of creating a second one. It will cause confusion. Secondly, just like Seth said, lots of sites out there that will have the top 50 directories
1: for you. And I'll actually share one of those for you guys. Right. And, and, uh, I, I, and I would, would say we can share with people a, bu- a bunch of different choices. My feeling is if you are going to be spending any resources, like <laughs> one of these should be done. I'll be that blunt. Like if yes. you're not doing that, then just, you know, you should just assume it's a referral practice and you hope people have the phone number, but even there, you want people to be able to find you most easily. But I, I feel like it—it it is such good value for what you're getting that I'm gonna usually you don't want to spend people's money for them. I'll spend their money for them. Do, do it.
0: So, Absolutely. Well, that's a great takeaway from this. When at the end of the day, you know, get get a directory service in place. Whether you use WhiteSpark to manually create it, whether you got a VA that's doing it, whether it's a, whether it's Maz or Yex, depending on your budget. I'll be honest. I've been a Yext customer for years, uh, and I'm actually looking to. Take over and do it in house because as my marketing team has grown, I think it's something that we can control as necessary, and I could repurpose that money. You know, I'm spending. I think I'm spending about ten thousand dollars a year with Yext among all of my. Yeah, we, we, so- we had a,
1: we had a life mo- we had a life moment like that. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's a lot, there are benefits to the X and the X did some good, but there's also some questions about how the suppression works and how are those profiles being viewed by Google. And, um, I think that it was one of those life moments where we looked at the bill and realized we could allocate those resources much more efficiently. Uh, it can be right for some people, but as we scaled, that was not, uh, the best answer for, for many of, our, for many of our clients.
0: Yeah, I think that's one of the, the, the challenging questions I have, especially now in Corona time, uh, is, the, is the proper allocation of your resources. So uh, that's, that's gonna I think that's going to be a good place to sort of end uh, for this week because we are already over time uh, and we don't want to bore people uh, too much as we get into the weeds on directories for sure. Uh, any final words, Nalini? Do you have something you want to add as we end uh, this week?
2: No, I've, give I've given you that ABO one pager, how to get to a 10.0. I'm going to put that um, business, the top 50 business directories, according to Bright Local, in the bottom. And then I'm also going to give you a new program the Bright Local came out with where you put in your name, address, and phone number, and it will actually scan all your citations and tell you how you're doing, what can oh, you fix and fantastic. all that. Yeah. yeah that's, so that's, that's an excellent cool. tool to do it. Yeah. That's
0: excellent, 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 excellent. So, all right, well, so with that, I think we should sign off now uh, for myself. Uh, for Nalini, uh, as well as for Seth, I want to say thank you for tuning in for this edition of uh, Maximum Growth Live. We are live every Thursday, 3 p.m. Eastern, here in our Facebook page. Uh, And so for us, uh, we will say goodbye and uh, we'll see y'all next week. Have a great week and uh, uh, we hope you have a very profitable one. Bye for now, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Maximum Growth Live.